This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time the Babysitter's Club Mystery. Hey. And why? <laughs> why? <laughs> and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Mystery. Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And Unorthodox week... intro this week, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I just was saying, hey, but the... I love I love the efficiency. Usually and... you say hi hi. This week it was just Hey. Yeah. <laughs> is it because you're phlegmy? No, that was before we started recording I said that. You can't keep that in. That's a, you, between you are, friends. You are phlegmy? That's between friends. Or, well, see, if we're going to talk about stuff that we were talking about before we started recording, let me ask you this. Tanner, if your wife is an editor of romance content, does that mean that you have a more romantic relationship than most people? Yes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I would say so. Fair enough, because she's the yeah. expert. That's she's nice. the expert. Yeah, that's very. She's nice. always making me like do things in the boudoir. <laughs> okay, that's good. Like pretend to be a lord, <laughs> and I'll be a beautiful yet unassuming scullery maid. Ah, that's nice. And, and then you'll, and then what? You'll spurn the princess of Denmark, who mm-hmm. you've been betrothed to. Yeah, in order to. Woo and marry me, a lowly servant. Yes. So it takes like eight hours. Yeah. We're usually up from like 8 p.m. to like yeah, that four most nights. And it's just a complex story. There's costume changes. Yeah. There's like you... barely any room in the bedroom for a bed because like of all the sets. Do you have someone play? Do you have Hercules play the We sent Hercules away Lord. for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we send Miles to the, the nannies and we send Hercules to the farm. Yeah. Because <laughs> we need a lot of room. We really use the space. Well, so there you go. There you go, listeners. Marry someone who writes about romance, and your life will be more romantic, but only technically. Yeah. It's also and just exhausting, it sounds like. This has been White Dog. Talk. Oh. I, I, try to, I try to privilege the wife. Okay. What do you want to You don't privilege it? the kid when we do dad talk. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. This has been... Husband talk. Husband talk. Um, and why, why? I already said that. Yeah. And my name is Jack Shepard. I already said that, too. No, no, yes, okay. And this week, we read a book called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 34, Marianne and the Haunted Bookstore. It's by Anna Martin and Vicky. Vicky Berger Irwin. That's VBE. Right. Got some big VB energy this week. No. <laughs> no? That's not. It's just VBE. We've got oh, VB we got VB energy. E- Vicky Burger energy. Vicky Burger energy this yeah. week. And Vicky Burger uh, wrote a, a long one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Vicky Burger handed in her manuscript yeah. <laughs> to Bethany Buck. Okay, let's talk about this. And said, here's my manuscript. Um, yeah. It's a little long, but feel free to make edits. And Bethany is just like, what, like probably drunk out of her fucking gourd. Yeah. She's like literally tipping back like a glue vine or something. Yeah. Um, why do we suddenly know the name of the series editor for the Babysitter's Club series, you may be asking? Well, the answer is because this one was too long. Too long. This one was... <laughs> Well, let's figure it out. So in yeah. iBooks, these books are usually 180 pages at the, the size that the font I'm reading at. Right. Yes. And then this one was 240. Yeah. So it was an additional 60 pages, which is exactly 33.3 repeating percent longer. Yeah. No, that's about right. I'm usually at 130. This one was around 175, 180. And it's too much, too much more, too much more. Too much more, and it took forever for me to read. And Bethany, Bethany, if you can fucking sober up, yeah, for once in your goddamn life, and do your job. So, what have you learned about Bethany Buck? Because she has a cool name. We've mentioned her before. We have. She's gotten a 
nod at the beginning of the books before. Her Twitter is Books. I also know that she started editing the Babuck books. <laughs> Babuck books. Yeah. She started editing the Babysitter's Club books after book 20. I'm shooting her a follow. I'm shooting her a follow. I'm going to shoot her a follow, too, actually. That's a good idea. Babuck books. Babuck books. Um, I don't know if she's actually a drunk, but I don't have any reason to believe after reading this week's very long, very meandering book. Yes. That she probably... She must be. Could be. And I'm not going to do libel by saying that she definitely is. It's a good book. We liked it. I liked it. But it's too long. I, tr- I pulled a few examples because I thought we might talk about this. Book books. Can I give you an example of the kind of thing that... And I'm not putting this on Vicky. I don't want to put this on Vicky. I want to put this on Bethany. Yeah, Bethany. This is the kind of thing that... Bethany left in the book. May I read you this passage? You know, the weather can work two ways for a business, Miss Sparks said, looking out the window. If it's nice, it can mean that people won't mind coming out. But it can also mean they'll have things to do other than shopping. Shopping is something you can do rain or shine. I guess we'll see tomorrow. So what Ms. Spark has said in this paragraph that I read with my eyes during my time. Yes. When you could Ms. have been Spark doing something else. Has said. Your day job. Caring for your son. That sometimes it rains and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. And people, <laughs> their habits change depending on whether or not it's raining. Sometimes they shop when it's raining and sometimes they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. Thanks, Bethany. VBE, we know you were just trying to... You are trying to check and see if Bethany was awake. I think VBE goes into a fugue state. Yes. When she's writing these books. She detaches from herself. She takes some kind of hallucinogen. Yeah, and then she does free writing. For, does free writing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So she cuts, she cuts a big cut in her palm. Yep. And she lets the blood well up. Mm-hmm. And she takes a comically large fountain pen. <laughs> yep. She goes into a room in Smithsonian. Yep. They've painted every wall stark white. She locks herself in there. And she writes with a combination of blood, urine, feces, all over the walls. Yep. And then she she then emerges she after Beth. like four days. She's dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. And Bethany's waiting for her with like yeah. a bowl of chicken stock and yeah. a, one of those foil emergency blankets. <laughs> and then Bethany goes in and tries to make sense of it all, you know? Yeah. And w- when w- yeah. she can manage to roll out of bed yeah. after tying one on the night before, right? Yes. No, I do. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Well, maybe these things are related. It sounds like it might be a fairly traumatic experience to read a first draft of a VBE book. Yeah, reading one, try writing one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So I think these two did their best. Well, it, it, it for as much as they suffered yeah. through that process... It's too long! I suffered through reading this very long book. It's longer than normal! Longer than normal. And <laughs> some amount longer. It's some amount longer than normal. And Here, I, here's, here's what I do. What? I have a 35-minute train ride to work. Yes. And home. Yes. When I have to read a mystery, I read the mystery on one train ride into work, mm-hmm. one train ride home. Great. One train ride into work, and then the day we record, I go to a bar at lunch. Yep. I get the $13 lunch special, mm. and I sit for a leisurely 45 minutes and read mm-hmm. and then i read on the way home and i always finish yeah on my way home that's nice and i didn't i did that didn't happen this week no this week i got home fed my son turned to my wife and said i have a duty yeah and i am unable to care for the son any longer tonight and you're gonna have to do it because i have to read finish reading this book and how did and you also please that? order me kimchi pumpkin gumbo that sounds so nice yeah. Too long. Too long. Um, 
Shall we? But interesting, I thought. Quite interesting. Fun, fun read. Fun read. Yeah. VBE. Yeah. VBE. I, I like I like VBE's books. She's good at writing mysteries in particular. Although she doesn't adhere to a lot of the tried and true cadences. No. No. Like, so it does kind of throw off some of our segments. It throws off some of our segments. And we're going to get to that. But first we're going to describe this novel. Yes. Babysitter's Club Mystery number 34, Marianne and the Haunted Bookstore. The bookstore is haunted. Marianne's in it. Marianne's in it. And she's on the cover and she looks weird. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first we're going to talk about you describing the book first. It's your turn. Okay. I think. I believe. Yep, and I'm just doing a little prep work right now, and... Just finishing writing up your description. Okay, and I, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it. Here I go. Okay. With Babysitter's Club Mystery, number 34, Marianne and the Bookstore... Mystery? Haunt, haunted Bookstore. Haunted Bookstore, authored by Vicki Berger Irwin... Bethany Buck had her first great success as an editor. Released around the same time as Bethany Buck's E.T., the film, <laughs> uh, the book centers on the Cates family, a typical mm-hmm. middle-class family living in peaceful Stony Brook, Connecticut. The father, Mr. Cates, Craig T. Nelson, has fallen asleep in front of the television and the cat saunters around the house, revealing the other family members. Soon, strange things begin to happen around the house. Uh, the pet raven dies. Mysterious storms occur. And Jillian is summoned to the TV set, where a strange shaft of green light hits her and causes the room to shake. They're here, she says. As curious events continue... Jillian is repeatedly drawn to the television, where she begins to talk to the TV people. Soon, Jillian is sucked into a closet, disappearing from this reality plane. Unable to find his daughter, Mr. Cates consults Marianne Spear, a parapsychologist from a nearby college. Spear finds that paranormal phenomenon is so strong in the Cates household, she is unable to deal with it and sends for a clairvoyant and professional exorcist. Alex, the boy, Gable, to examine the house in hopes of finding Jillian. Okay. Um, Gable, Alex Gable, makes a horrifying discovery. How long is it? Jillian is alive and in the house, but is being held on another spectral plane. Okay. Written by Paul Brenner of Rovi. Okay. I mean, Tanner Greenring of the Babysitter's Club. Club Mystery Club podcast. Okay. That was a lot of really deviated from the format. In what way? Uh, normally it's kind of a stylized like summary, but this was yeah. more like a, pl- a play by play. Yeah. Moment to moment. What happened? And it sounded like the plot of something, something else. The book that we yeah. read. Oh, the book. Sorry. Yeah. The book that we read. Good. And you know what I was thinking during that description, Tanner? What? We know what I couldn't help but think. What? And this is going to blow your mind, I think. I think. What? Vicky Burger Irwin. It's literally a a burger. A burger burger. You got Vicky and Irwin as the bread, and then you got burger in the middle. Oh, that's that's not a bad point. (laughs) I know. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Should we tweet her and say that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One sec. I'm signed in as BSCC. And so that your description while you're doing that, your description reminded me of a number of things, and I it, it reminded me a little bit of what I think The Exorcist is maybe about. Um. No, that doesn't sound right. Okay. I've seen nope. The Exorcist. It's not not like that. It reminded me a little bit of what maybe Pet Cemetery is about. No. No, it's not like Pet Cemetery at all. Okay. It reminded it's like the me. The book we read. It reminded me a little bit of what I think maybe Poltergeist is about. Oh, huh. Did it? Is it? Does it like that? The 1982 Poltergeist? Yeah. So if you looked up the 1982 Poltergeist on Rotten Tomatoes and like went down to movie info, it sort of would maybe match the description of that. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I guess it 
did a little bit because they're both yeah. about like haunted buildings where the building is kind of malevolent and right. terrorizing the people within it. And they're both and directed kind of by Steven Spielberg or uh, produced by produced Steven by Spielberg? Bethany Buck. Bethany Buck. Sorry, did I? Say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So have you got um, have you got Vicky Berger Irwin uh, pulled yep. up? Can you hey v- at Vicky Irwin? Did uh, you know your should, name? Should we start by saying just loving loving your BSC books? Something nice or not? Love. Well, I only have 140 characters. Okay. I haven't logged on to Twitter in some years, but you could say. Uh, you Did could you say, know your name? Yeah. Is, is itself a burger? A burger. Yeah. Vicky and Irwin and Irwin are the bread. Are the bread. And burger and is the burger. Burger <laughs> is the burger. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. No, that sounds creepy. Hope you're alive. Maybe we just no, no sign off because I think normally with tweets you don't necessarily sign off. What did we say to um, Pete? Something about butterfly kisses. Bye bye butterfly. Mm, that feels weird in this case. Yeah. Please respond. <laughs> Does that sound too um, desperate? Can you speak on that? Yeah, that sounds nice. That's great. Yeah, can you speak on that? That's nice. That's a nice thing to say to someone. Can you speak on that? Hey, Vicky Burger Irwin. Or hey, at Vicky Irwin. Love your BSC books. BSC mystery books, I should say. You can say mysteries. Did you know your name is itself a burger? <laughs> Vicky and Irwin are the bread, and burger is the burger. <laughs> That's great. Can you speak, can you speak on, on, that? on that? That's perfect. And we'll see if she responds. Okay. Great. Okay. She's gonna be. She's like long since retired, and she's gonna see that tweet, and she's gonna be like, "Time for one last ride." <laughs> she's gonna like walk down to the Smithsonian. Bethany Buck's gonna get like a fucking her beeper's gonna go off in the middle of the night. Like, what's happening? It's a little like beeper that she hasn't like it hasn't yeah. activated in so long. <laughs> she keeps it plugged in just. Like <laughs> um, I describe. You, you describe. type. I type. Go to Type Racer. Oh, can I? Typing. I want to race you. No, it's not. It's not the game. No. Typingtest.com. This week I will be doing sixty seconds a of one typing. minute test on rules of baseball. Okay. And this again is my time each week to improve myself, to improve my skills. Yeah, as a typist. What as if, a what, typist? What was your WPM last time? I think it was fifty nine. I, th- I think it was 59. Maybe adjusted down to 50, 59. Okay. That's not great. It's pretty good. Mavis Beacon says, not great. It was on the edge of fast. It's a Mavis Beacon reference for all my Mavis Beacon heads out there. Shout out to the Mavis Beacon heads. Any, uh, any Mavis Beacon In heads In five. There? Okay. Four, right. three, two, one. Okay, here we go. Okay, a bunch of fucking Edgar Allan Poe stands move into Stony Brook to start a bookshop. Their names are Larry Cates and his kids, Tom and Jillian Cates, and his mistress, Celia Spark. And they're obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe, and uh, conveniently enough, so is Marianne Spear, who's doing a... segment on Edgar Allan Poe in her literature class. Marianne comes to babysit the kids and uh, Mr. Cates says, hey, can you help, uh, can you get all the Babysitter's Club to come and help us set up this bookstore to be opened? And the bookstore is in a house that is owned by the novelist, uh, by the descendants of the, used to be owned by the descendants of the novelist Benson Dalton Gable, who was a contemporary of Poe. And lo and behold, all sorts of scary shit starts happening in the house. There's a telltale heart. There's a raven appears. It's all sorts. Of, there's a black cat. It's all stuff that's out of the Edgar Allan Poe stories. And who did it? Well, it turns out that it was all a PR stunt by the Cates family uh, and Marianne solved the mystery. You're and out of time. You're out that's of time. the end. Oh. And pretty good job. What's your WPM? And then say it fast because your thing is less interesting than mine. Typing speed, 62 words per minute. Errors, eight mistyped words. Adjusted speed, 54 words per minute. Cool. Your adjusted typing speed is fluent. Great. Well done. Um, 
I think I got everything. The only thing I didn't really hit on is there's a Gable, like the descendants of Benson Dalton Gable, who's this writer that um, BB throws right under the bus at the end of the novel. Yeah. She writes an author's note, which I didn't know that ghostwriters were allowed to write an author's note. But she says, although Edgar Allan Poe is a real person, Benson Dalton Gable and his dealings with Poe are fictional. If you would like to read more about Poe, check your local library for his stories and accounts of his interesting life. It sounds very defensive, Vicky. Very defensive thing to write. Of? Of herself, of her own writing. Why would we want to read more about Poe? Why does she need to tell us that Benson Dalton Gable is fictional? She doesn't say Marianne is fictional. Oh, that's true. She didn't list every fictional character. I assume they're fictional. What are you hiding? What are you defending? Is Poe fictional? She says no. Edgar Allan Poe is a real person. That is suspicious. That's highly suspicious. Right? Yes. This actually reminds me of a segment. Yes. If I can comment on that really quickly. Please. Um, It's actually a recurring segment that we do every week. Okay. And I do read a poem to introduce Oh, good. Okay, as long as it's not the Pete Black poem, I'm down for honestly anything. Pete wasn't in this one. Good, I know. Oh, taunt, thou art sick, a very good burn, that stings you so right, a knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. And it's our burn of the week. It's where we talk about the burn in the book. Jack's been trying to skip them a lot lately, but... I did have a lot of burns, and one of them is on Gable. On the the writer who... Benson Dalton Gable. Benson Dalton Gable. That's a BDG energy. BDG energy. Yeah. BD energy. BDG energy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will have to tell me about Benson Dalton Gable, I said as I joined the kids in the hall. He was a mystery writer, a contemporary of Poe's, Ms. Sparks said, not giving the children a chance to tell me anything. He lived here all his life. Larry bought the house from his descendants, but you've probably never heard of any of Gable's work. That's why Larry named the store Poe & Co. and not Gable & Co., she said to Mr. Katz. <laughs> she, she and Mr. Cates laughed. So, <laughs> That's funny. That's Bert, funny. Like this guy, this is his home. He's lived this here his home. whole life. This is where he did his craft. He lived and died. It sounds like he was a bitter man who was always bitter that Edgar Allan Poe was like slightly more famous than him. Right. There's a suggestion, there's a whiff in the air that maybe VBE is suggesting that Edgar Allan Poe murdered Gable. BDG. Yeah. I'm going to say EAP to the make acron- that. The acronyms are getting kind of We'll say EAP muddy. and then it'll be easier. So I think it sounds like yeah, VBE EAP. is saying that EAP may have murdered BDG. Right. Um, but then uh, that would be quite a One lot sec. to claim. Yes. Police code for... Murder. Uh, 187. Yeah, so I would say B-D-E yeah. is suggesting that E-A-P-187 mm-hmm. right. did. Yeah. B-D-G. D-G. Yeah, good. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, can I say my burn? Yeah, please. I got a good one. I was really proud of it. I don't want to build it up too much, but I really liked it. Is that building? That's building it up. That's too much. building it up, and you would have been fine just to read it. Okay, but instead you built. So you just continue to build it up. This raven appears. Yeah, I don't know where all sorts of stuff appears out of Edgar Allan Poe's books, and it's like uh, Vicky brought it home. I was like, this seems highly unlikely, but her the point the the solution to the mystery was that that um, they were basically just doing publicity for their store. Right. Um, it's it's a. It's a solution to a mystery that has been teased in mysteries yeah. several times now, yeah. but is not the it wasn't. Yeah. mystery. Yeah. And, and now and, it is the mystery. And now it is the mystery. And Marianne goes to the pet store to kind of try to figure out where the raven came from, and the following thing happens. All of the birds in the back of the store were parakeets, with the exception of one small yellow bird that might have been a canary. There wasn't a raven in sight. Now what can I do for you? The man asked. Do you sell ravens? I asked. He managed to look surprised and irritated at the same time, his eyes growing bigger but frowning. What's with the sudden interest in ravens? They aren't very attractive and they're awfully big. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's a burn on ravens. Burn on ravens? <laughs> yeah. An unexpected burn on ravens. Why is this? What is this guy's deal? <laughs> what did ravens do to him? Fucking eat it, ravens. Yeah. <laughs> I also, not to be weird, yeah. think of ravens as very majestic and beautiful birds. Yeah, I think so. They're shiny. Yeah. Yeah. And do we have, if we have a monkey scientist or a bird scientist, uh, somebody could tell me whether ravens are crows and whether ravens and crows are, are the same kind of black bird. Yeah. I think ravens are bigger. You think ravens are bigger? And uglier. Yeah. Do we have a bird scientist? Yeah. If there's any bird scientists in Baby Nation, please let us know quickly. Quickly, if crows. Are bigger, if are if ravens, ravens are bigger and uglier than crows, or if they're the same thing, maybe crows are baby ravens. That might be it. Right. It's like yeah. how ponies are baby horses. Yes. And that's the that's the like the only thing. Yeah. You know, people yes. don't realize that, but that's the no. thing. Yeah, they're just baby horses. It's just right. a baby horse. Yeah. And so, and the horse scientist can corroborate that. And now and now we need a horse scientist too. So yeah. Please, please, please. This is actually honestly an emergency now. Monkey scientists. We've got a monkey scientist. We know we have you, but, Ali, but like, yeah. we don't need your help with this one, but maybe you have other animal you scientist must friends. Know, I imagine when you go out to the bar with the other animal scientists, if you, it's going to be weird, but go to the bird scientists and ask them, are crows and ravens are the same? And then ask the horse scientist to confirm, just for our listeners, something that we already know, which is that ponies are baby horses. Yes. Okay. Um, what I think we should do is guess what happened in this mystery. Okay. And I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not um, looking forward to it either. Because VBE and fucking Bethany Buck forgot to say what the mystery was going to be at all. In the first five chapters. I would say they didn't get to the mystery until yeah. chapter... Seven. Seven. Yeah. And that was like 400 Too pages Too fucking this late. book. Too fu- fucking late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I blame Bethany for that one because I'm sure if you were able to follow the scribblings on the wall, you could have pieced together that the mystery would have come sooner. But right. Bethany did a poor job of... Placing the mystery where it needed to be teased in this book. Yes. No, exactly. <sighs> Do you want me to go first? Or we just we get Liz in here first, huh? I think I think order should be Liz, you, me. Liz. Liz. I'm sorry. I'm it's not I'm not mad at you. I'm just in a bad mood because I didn't get the mystery I didn't get anywhere close. Yeah, please. You're guessing the mystery. Okay, great. I don't practice centuria. No, we're out of no. we're out of yep. sublime songs. Okay, we've done them all. Yep, we've um, done every sublime song. Yeah, thank God. Um, and so we're just gonna let Liz's wonderful uh, song speak for itself. It Although, is the okay. One sec. <laughs> no, shut up. Shut up. I'm just so opening up Spotify really quickly. Pleased, I was so pleased that we were just gonna seamlessly. Hey, Moving. Jack? Yeah. Shut up. Can I say what the segment is? Why you're lo- looking at Spotify? Uh, this is a segment where we talk about what we thought the solution to the mystery was going to be after chapter five. We both write it down, and this is what we wrote and what we guessed. And Tanner's still in Spotify. Sublime um, artist, related artists no, are. No, no, no. We don't need any more. We don't need it. 311. Perfect. No. And. Whoa! Guessing, guessing is the color, color of your mystery. mystery. Whoa! <laughs> Mysteries, guessing is my energy. That's enough. And thanks for that. And Tanner, what did you guess the mystery was going to be after chapter five? There is literally no mystery yet. Yeah. Whatever the mystery ends up being, 
Alex is innocent, and so is King Solver. <laughs> Alex's theories will be disproved in the end. Yeah. The culprit will either be the workers, Ms. Spark, or the divorced wife. Wrong and wrong. Um, so that, there's a lot to dig into there, and I think we should dig into some of that. So Alex is the weirdly precocious high school-aged son, son of, of the man who used Mr. to own the house. Gable, who used to own the house. Descendant and, of BDG. Yeah, BDG. Uh, and he, uh, his only interesting thing that Alex does in the book is that he, like, won't believe that Stacy is in middle school. Yeah, is... he's a predator to Stacy, and also <laughs> he's he's pretty sure that Poe sucks and BDG is great, and yeah. that Poe killed BDG. And so, and he has an argument with this person that we haven't talked about, who's called King Solver. And that actually brings me to a segment just okay. very quickly. Okay. And she's a professor of yeah. literature, and she specializes in Edgar Allan Poe. Her name is Professor Kingsolver. And this is... What is your... <laughs> professor name. Oh, great. Okay, good. Okay, good. So, here's yes. the thing about Professor Kingsolver. Okay. She is a professor of mysteries. Yeah, and she's a fucking loon. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So take something that you are especially passionate about. Yeah. Something that you could be the professor of. Okay. At an accredited university. Okay. Now think of an action that you could do to that topic. Okay. And then put King in front of it. So for instance, King Solver is a professor of mysteries. What do you do to mysteries? Solve them. She's right. the king of solving mysteries. King okay. solver. Right. Okay. That's good. Okay. I get it. Okay. So let's workshop what my thing would be because that's the most interesting. What's something Ancient that Greek. I'm passionate about. Um, T.S. Eliot. Jerking off. No. Um, I like to ride my bicycle. Bicycling. You would teach a. You would teach a. No, a, I wouldn't teach a class college on that. course about bicycling. What would I teach a college course on? I would teach a college course on lit crit. Okay, and what do you do to lit crit? You read it. Okay, so your professor name is Professor King Reader. That sucks. Yeah. Something I like to do yeah. is rollerblade. Okay. So, and what do you do to rollerblades? Fucking shred. Shred, yeah. King so Shredder. my professor name is King Shredder. Okay. Professor King Shredder. That's cool. Okay. And that's good. And that's cool. So it feels like you still need to workshop yours. Oh, uh, I've got one. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. You okay? And, yeah. And who guess what? Guess who fucking owned the Ninja Turtles? Shredder. So mine is actually King Shredder as well. Okay. Yep. And you also love making. Um, love making. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. And what do you do to love making? You watch it on <laughs> Yeah. So your your name is Professor King Pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Great. So let us know what your professor names Let's are. Let's continue to piece mine apart and then we'll get into yours. Oh yeah, we're guessing the mystery. Yeah. So my other guess was that it uh, so Alex's theories that Poe killed BDG right. was disproved. It seems unlikely. So by I the got end, that sort there's of a right. letter. They discover some letters between Poe and BDG, and it seems pretty clear from the letters that Poe visited BDG when he was very ill. Yeah, and they would they would agree to like continue to be friends and correspond. Yeah, Alex and King Solver are innocent. The culprits, I guessed, were the workers. It was not right, and there the are a divorced... bunch of workers who get scared of ghosts. Yeah, and won't go in the basement. Andy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the divorced wife, which was wrong because she's literally not even in the book, but it's something they do tease quite a bit. Mr. Cates, the dad and bookstore owner, uh, is recently divorced and the mother of the children no longer loves them. Right. Which is a plot point that's come up before. Yeah. And then my last guest was Ms. Spark, who is Mr. Cates' new lover and business partner. So you're mis guessing the mystery was basically just like... What if I name all of the characters? Well, I, I, it, well, there was no Maybe mystery, but I said, 
based on what I know about how they tease out mysteries in this book, yeah. I know that it's not these people. It's not these people, right. and that the Alex theory is a MacGuffin and will not yeah. do that. Okay, let me read you mine. Yeah, bad. Uh, I thought this was going to be. I need to do my taxonomy of mysteries, but I thought this was going to be a discover the manuscript mystery. It was. No, because the mystery was the mystery. The actual mystery was who who's doing all the scary who's doing things all the, the ghosts. Yes, and I thought the mystery was going to be like what ha- what happened in the past. So here's what I wrote. Oh, already? Huh. Um, Benson Dalton Gable actually stole a bunch of ideas from Poe, not the other way around. He was a crook and a fraud. Marianne is going to find evidence in the bookstore that this is true, and Gable is going to get fucking canceled. Finally. It's a good guess, isn't it? It is a good guess. And Wouldn't that just, be just like VBE? But it's just nothing. It's not even close. I no, thought that, it's not. That VBE invented this guy, Benson Dalton Gable, to Just take him down to a peg. burn him down. Because he is saying, like, because Alex, this guy Alex, who's his descendant, was saying, like, oh, he was actually a better author than Poe, and Poe copied all his shit from him. Right. Um, as has become traditional, I will read the brief passage that actually sums up the mystery, and VBE has put it f- for once in her fucking life into one paragraph. And here's what she says. I put my entire life savings into this bookstore, said Mr. Case. I have to make it a success, Miss Spark added. And when I learned that Poe had visited here and heard the rumors that he might have done something horrid to Benson Dalton Gable, I came up with the idea of a ghost. But I wanted to make sure that the name Poe was what was associated with the house from now on, not Gable. That's why all the incidents had a Poe connection. In other words, the whole thing was a publicity stunt, said Christie. I guess you could say that, said Miss Spark. I guess you could. You could. I guess you could, and I guess you did. Well, and let's not even get started with the fucking summer festival. Oh, God. No. Christy, we have to go to break. We have to go to break. Yeah. Christy introduces a fucking uh, baby parade subplot, B-plot, into this book in chapter 10. Yeah, and it's nothing. Two-thirds of the way through the book. And it's nothing, and it goes nowhere. It was useless. Vicky burgered us. Yeah, she burgered And us. it's burger time. And and it's burger time, and we're the burger. And we're and where's the, the beef? We're the beef. And guess what? We have a beef with you, Vicky. Yes. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go to a break now, and um, uh, when we come back, we're going to review this novel. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Mystery. Tanner, we... Jack! ...must review this book, but first... But first... We must... We must talk about Ed. McGill? No. Acuna. Ed Acuna. Tanner, I would like for you to turn to the cover of this novel. Okay. I'm there. Does that look like something, Tanner, that Hodges drew? It it doesn't, and I actually mentioned this earlier, it doesn't look like the Marianne we know. No, that's it's not Marianne. It's got this weird Dutch angle that's, it's, they're trying to get artsy with it. There's... It looks digitally generated almost. It looks almost digitally generated, Yes. There's uh, either like a raven or a crow or something, and I wish fucking bird scientists would get back to us because I'm spinning my wheels here, (sighs) erupting from a bookshelf. Yep. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who it is. It's certainly not Marianne. And then it says, and I think, I take this as a direct threat. It says, what you read is what you get. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what I... (sighs) I don't know what I read. And that's a weird thing to say to someone who's thinking about buying a book. What'd you say this guy's name was? Ed Acuna. Ed Acuna? Guess what? Yeah. I don't know what I fucking read this week. Yeah, and I don't know what I got. It was a wreck. It was a mess. But also, where's Hodges? And what happened to Hodges? And what happened to Hodges? And you know what I'm worried about? And here's what I'm worried about. And let me just say this. Let me just put it out there so you can say this didn't happen and we can move on. Hodges passed. You know how uh, Ellen and Hodges have been fighting? Yeah. What if Ellen put Hodges in a wall? Bricked it up. Here's what I think happened. 
And they were like, oh, maybe Etta Cunha is free to paint the book. Here's what I think happened. What? Because you notice, Jesus, did you notice the ghostwriter this week? Vicky Burger Irwin. Not Ellen. Not Ellen. I think Ellen went to go brick Hodges up in a wall. And while she was doing that, Hodges was bricking Ellen up in a wall. Yeah. And before they realized yep. it, they were trapped in a wall together. They, tra- they bricked each other up in a wall. And yeah. that is exactly what happened. So we had to bring in VBE and Ed Acuna. Yeah. From the, the rafters. And I can't and he's erased all traces of himself. He's he's impossible to find. Let me follow him on Twitter. How do you spell Acuna? A C U N A. Yeah, and guess what? Guess what? He writes he does the covers for the next three mysteries. Okay. Which is the all that all that's left. Ed. Yeah. What happened to Hodges? What happened to Hodges? What happened to Ellen? Okay, so edacuna.com is for sale. Great. What happened to Ed Acuna? Ellen and Hodges accidentally bricked each other. And isn't that a beautiful ending? Because they're just like, they're presumably it's like these very thin walls that are just facing each other an arm's length away. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to pay attention to you until okay. I find Ed Acuna. Yeah, he's hard to find. Ed Acuna. Okay. Got him? Oh, God, Jack. I don't have him. I don't have him. Okay? Is that what you want to hear? No, I don't. that's not what I want to hear. He's nowhere. He only appears in Babysitter's Club searches. He's been disappeared because he's the only one who knows. <laughs> he's, there's no trace of him. He's, there's no trace of him. There's no trace of him. Edacuna.com is for sale. I have one last-ditch effort, Jack. Yeah. And I hate to do it. Please don't do this. Anagram-solver.net. <sighs> Ed Acuna. Please tell me that there's nothing interesting. Oh, not a lot, is there? Not a lot. There's um, Kudanai, which is a province of Udine in okay. Italy. That's where he is. There's also Dekinai, which is German for something. Okay, great. No, so there's nothing there. Decunai East Ein monotypic genus of spider from the family of Unupide. Okay, so he's a, it's a spider. And there's also Dukenai, which is nothing. So he's a spider. Okay, well, and that's troubling. Living in Italy. This is a mystery. This is the mystery. So this is the mystery. He has given us these. Whoever Ed... Acuna is? Yeah. He has given us these trailheads, and he wants us to follow him. Well, and guess what? You know what this is? This whole book is? What? It's fucking Stranger Danger. They tricked us into reading a book, and it's by someone called VBE, and the cover's by Ed Acuna. And it's not even there. Then this is Stranger Danger. Now. I I don't recognize any of these faces. No, I don't recognize any of these faces. And that's not Marianne. It's not Marianne. And what happened to Hodges? Ellen bricked him up in a wall. Wow. She he bricked her she up herself was being bricked up into a wall. By him. How did By they, him. How did that happen? And neither of them figured it out. Not until it was too late. Not until it was too late. Okay, let's review this novel. Okay. Don't you think? Yes. Okay. So I'm in By the way, Jack. Yeah. Remember that when we read the Babysitter's Club series? Yeah. Remember how those books ended? fire now we know how these books end cat burglars i picked up my umbrella on the way out the door and stepped into water world as we started calling stony brook yeah yeah floods a deluge yeah this is a b plot of the book that we didn't get into but the stony brook is just underwater it's literally underwater yes there's a deluge deluge a deluge yep deluge that's fine it's fine let's not dwell on it I don't know who's right and who's wrong. It's a, do we have any water scientists? Yeah. Water scientists, please let us know. Uh, it's flooding. It's flooding. They're drowning them. Yes. Our gods have abandoned us. In the last series, they burned the bees, and now they're drowning the dolls. Our gods have abandoned us, and the world is being purged. Yeah. With water. Water. Yes. More water. More water. 
Let's review the dang book. Uh, and then she says, Tim is on my ass tonight. Edgar. Ellen Poe. Your skin is hanging all off your face. Okay, I'm in the... Uh, so we like to review these books in iBooks. Uh, it's yes, the hottest new, it's a new social, social network. network. And what I've done is I've given it five stars. It's great. Good, Good choice. I've hit and write a review. I think we should say... You've, sorry, you've hit, and write and review, you've hit and write a review? Did I say that? Is what you said? You say I've hit and write a review? Yeah, it's Anglo-Saxon. Okay. Um, I read that in um, that one book that was written in fake Anglo-Saxon. Oh, what was it? Do you remember that book from a few years ago? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I learned Anglo-Saxon in college. Um, no, let's, no, I don't want to talk about it. We're in the review. We're in the review. Let's focus on that. It's uninteresting. The who week. cares? I think the guy who wrote that ended up being canceled, so let's not give it any free press. Great. Um, here's what I'm thinking for the title. You know that um, KRS-One song? Christian band. No, KRS-One, the rapper. Okay. Beep, beep. That's the sound of the police. Yes. So I was thinking we could say beep, that's beep. That's not how it goes. That is how it goes. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it goes. That's the sound of the police. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound, sound of the beast. Make. No, he goes, that's oh. the sound of the beast. Yeah. Um, I was thinking we could go, but it's called beep, beep. That's the sound of the police. We could, no, we it's could called go. whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. I think the song is called beep, beep. No. What is it? What did the police sound like? <laughs> KRS One. Sound. Maybe it's just called "Sound of the Police." But I think sometimes that when the police come, they do say "beep beep" because they like they honk, honk their it, horn, honk their horn at you. <laughs> beep beep. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> We're here to do. Bad crimes on you. It's just called. I think it's just called "Sound of the Police." By yeah, but the lyrics I'm reading now on goes, um, yeah, lyricfind.com are whoop whoop. Yeah, he goes, that's the sound of the whoop, police. Whoop, that's the sound of the police. Yeah. Uh, What's that have to do with the book? Anything or? Well, I'm going to say now that probably we should we should we should now start the review music because there's a lot of singing in what we just said. Yes. And so and that's, that can get, get, that's why you didn't hear the review music before. And we're starting the review, and that's now you're going to hear the review music. And now. It is now, and I've given it five stars, and the, stars. I'm writing the title, and the title is Whoop. You no, know, I thought whoop. it was Beep Beep. No, it's Whoop Whoop, comma, that's the sound of the po. Okay. Please. <laughs> right. Right? Yes. And it does look like I've written Poe Lice. Right. But that's just where we're so at. Now we're going to do kind of a lice thing for the rest I of the I hope not. And yeah. so now I'm in the review. And what? And that's about as far as I've gotten. Okay. Um, Other KRS-One songs oh, that I oh. know of are... MCs act like they don't know. No, I think So probably... should we hit those at all? Okay, well, I'll say that. I'll say MCs act like they don't know. Maybe say VBEs act like they don't know. Okay, but and and it's a nice note, but now it makes no sense. What do you what, mean? With your thing. I don't understand. I'm going to say MCs act like they don't know what VBE is trying to show. Should we do it as a rhyme? Well, VBE act like they don't know what BSCMC And so you've done it again. You've kind of taken the thing that I said that kind of made some sense and rendered it utterly nonsensical. What was your rhyme again? MCs act like they don't know what VBE is trying to show. So how about this? Okay. VBE act like she don't know okay. what BSEMC is trying to know. Because then that what we're saying is like we didn't understand this book. Okay. VBE act like she don't know what – and now say that, that except in a way that makes any kind of sense. BSEMC no. should be trying to know. Now remember that this is a review for readers for of this the book novel who BSC maybe don't to the podcast. readers. What BSC readers 
are trying to know. Okay. Is that rhyming no with no? Yep. Yeah. Want her to show? Yes. Okay, great. Want her to show. And then I'm going to clarify that. Right. And what we mean by that is that this meandering tome takes the time. You know what this book wasn't? Hang on. Short. It was not scintillating. Yeah. You know what else it wasn't? Short. Novel. It was a meandering tome. tome. Right. Okay. Sometimes they're, they're scintillating novels, and sometimes they're meandering tomes. I think I'm going to have to do that as an asterisk at the end, because it's too much for a parenthetical. You know what it was? A meandering, meandering tome. A meandering tome. And that's... You remember Boba Fett was a Meanderian. <laughs> Mandorian? Okay, so I'm putting that at the end. It's Mandalorian. Uh, it's Mandalorian. Um, this Meandering Tome takes the time to explore explore every... Explore. Oh, that's great. Thanks for dwelling there. Every highway and every byway. And did, you, did you write explore? Because I think we should define what that means. But I wrote explore. Okay, and did you mean explore or and explore? I meant explore when I said it. Okay. And I, I accidentally misspoke. Right. Every highway and every byway. Life is a highway. Along the road to solving this mystery and absolving the... This. This. I'm trying to think. Solving this mystery and absolving this... Something story. Something that rhymes with mist. The, and absolving the history. History. Of Edgar Allan Poe. That's good. Okay. I'm Because I want to land these sentences in a way that makes some kind no, of No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so like saying stuff like explore and... Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's what um, you mean by landing yeah. the sentences, right? Okay, why don't you try one? Okay. You've got the next sentence is all yours, my friend. And here we go. And I'm going to let you And I'm really go. just spreading out here, and I'm trying to decide what it is I want readers to take away from this review of this book. I'm really just spreading out here. and I'm Oh, no, no. This is not. Don't capture this. Decide what it is that I want readers to take away from this book. Should I say don't Col- capture this in parentheses? No, no, no. After book, write colon. Colon, yeah. And then do me a favor and turn on cap locks. Okay. Cap and write locks? the following. What's that, cap locks? That's, I'm just because I don't know what that means. Caps lock. Caps lock? Yeah. But Because you, you said cap locks. Yes, yeah. I did say that. And what did you mean? Because I'm looking at my computer. Uh, look at this. Look at the computer yeah. keyboard uh-huh. in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Far left of the keyboard, right in the center of the keyboard. Oh, that's caps lock. Caps lock. Yeah, okay, you called it caps lock. Do locks. that one. Yep, okay. And write this. Mm-hmm. It. It. And then do, um, I think, command space to pull up the emoji keyboard. Uh, command control space. Command control space. Yep. Clap emoji. Oh, hell yeah. Clap, okay. Clap. Space. Mm-hmm. All. All. Clap. Yep. Ends. Good. Clap. In. Clap. Flood. Water. Water. Good. A purging flood. Am I still in caps lock? Yes. Okay. A purging flood. Will absolve us. Do you want deluge or flood? Deluge. Deluge will absolve us of our iniquity. I'm trying to think of something that rhymes with history and mystery. Iniquity. No. Rhymes with history and mystery. Iniquity. I have to go to rhymes then real quick. Iniquity is perfect! KRS-One would be proud. Misery. Misery, okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Absolve us of our misery. Okay. So I did that sentence. Okay. And I thought it came out pretty well. That was good. I liked it. Um, How about... Um, oh, I've got it. Um, criticism aside, this scintillating novel was 
in the humble meandering tone. Sorry, meandering tone. Meandering? Did you say meandering? Suddenly, you said meandering. Well, it wasn't. This meandering tome was, in the humble opinion of this reviewer, a work of Edgar Allan poetry. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Benson Dalton Gable. And if you're Benson Dalton Able if you're to make it through this meandering tome. Benson Dalton Able, and I'll do that all caps, to meander through this tome. Through it. You will be rewarded with with going back to rhyme zone looking up oh i've got it i've got it ravens crows and scintillating pros beautiful wow yeah okay uh that's why he gets paid the big bucks people anything else we'd like to say in this one uh oh oh should we send a message to hodges yes hodges hodges Okay, this is just... Don't read this if you're not Hodges. I'll say. Yes. We hope you're safe and comfortable. We are coming to find you. <laughs> Good. Good. Should we offer to find Ellen, too, or... Nah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She is self-sufficient. Hodges, we hope you're safe and comfortable. We are coming to find you. Should we say drink plenty of water? Yes, drink lots of water. Of water... Um, great. Okay, and then I'm going to say Jack Shepard. Yes. And Tanner, Green Ring. And then I'm going to say, P.S. We loved this one. Yes, I would say that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'd like to read this back to you. Yes. Great. I barely remember when we even started, so this okay. is perfect. Okay, five stars. It's great. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Police. Oh, sorry. Police. That's the title. VBE act like she don't know what BSC readers want her to show. And what we mean by that is that this meandering tome, asterisk, takes the time to explore every highway and every byway along the road. See, if I were reading a paragraph and I saw an asterisk, I would be curious what the footnote said. And I would probably glance down to see if the footnote was interesting. At that point. You want me to hit the footnote now? I'll hit the footnote. I would. I would hit the footnote now if I were you. Fuck you. That this meandering tome, asterisk, and now I'm going to read the fit note. So whoever's editing this now doesn't get a clean edit if they wanted it. Thanks to you. <laughs> it's me. It's but you. I don't think I would want to edit it on your <laughs> verbal miscues. So. And here's what the fit note says. You know what this book wasn't? A scintillating novel. You know what it was? A meandering tome. You know what it wasn't? Short. You know what it was? Long. Long, yeah. Takes the time to explore every highway and every byway along the road to solving this mystery and absolving the history of Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm really just spreading out here and I'm trying to decide what it is that I want readers to take away from this book. It clap. All clap. Ends clap. In clap. Do it like this. It. Okay. All. Ends. Okay. In. Water. It. All. Ends. In. Water. A purging deluge will absolve us of our misery. Criticism aside, this meandering tome was, in the humble opinion of this reviewer, a work of Edgar Allan poetry. And if you're Benson Dalton able to meander through it, you'll be rewarded with ravens, crows, and scintillating prose. Don't read this if you're not Babysitter's Club art director Hodges Swallow. Hodges, we hope you're safe and comfortable. We are coming to find you. Drink plenty of water. Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenman. Yes, we love this one. Great. It's great. And I'm going to hit submit. Hit submit. Um, we have to go pretty soon now. Yeah, that very that soon. took forever. That, well, isn't that the way? Isn't that the and way? It often does. Um, just going to. Marianne murdered a man. Um, Did Marianne kill a man? Claudia dressed as the rain. Did she? You gotta. You can't. You can't just say these things. You gotta kind of back them up. Uh, who is Mrs. Engel? Okay, 
Yeah, so Never heard of that person the point before. Of the podcast where, where you're just reading your notes with no context, which means that it, it's time to Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Marianne, Marianne murdered, murdered a, man? a man, please. Now I was sitting alone in my house with the storm raging outside. Not really raging, but it was raining pretty hard. Thinking I could hear the telltale heart beating all around oh, yes. me. I have this note, the too. The literal plot of the telltale heart. Tanner, I have this note, too. Marianne murdered a man. Yes. Because <laughs> of his vulture eyes. Here's what, here's what my note says. Why would she hear this unless she had murdered somebody? That was the plot of the whole telltale heart. The man murdered a man, and I could hear a heartbeat in the floorboards. You only hear a telltale heart if you killed somebody. Yes. Marianne murdered somebody. Marianne murdered somebody, and that is something that VBE has decided. She just left it in the book. This is why they. This is why we're on book thirty-three or whatever. Yeah, because it's just like once VBE made the decision that Mary Ann did kill somebody. Yeah, everyone else is just like, I'm not touching this fucking. Series. I don't want this. You want me to? VBE is leaving it out there for like, oh, Eleanor, are you up next? Um, I think you might want to do Marianne and the fucking body in the basement. Yeah. I, I teed up the ball for you. I gave you a p- perfect foreshadow on a sh- on a mystery that you could <laughs> do in your next book. It's called Marianne and the Man She Murdered. Marianne and the bloody wood chipper in the backyard. So Marianne murdered somebody, and that's why the books are ending. And she did, and now we're leaving. And what I would like to say to everybody here Literature is- play. It's like refrigerator play, but it's, it's focused on literature, and it's what Mr. Cates and Ms. Spark do. They do it near books? Yes. They yeah. do book-related. They do Poe-related role-playing. That's lovely. Yeah, they're, they're so into Poe. Yes. Um, what I would love to do is to leave and to go, and I would like to say to our listeners that we uh, love you, and we kiss you all individually. Who is Mrs. Engel? Stop reading your notes. Hi, Karen, Andrew, Mrs. Ingle, Claudia said as they squeezed through, heading for a small table in the corner of Pizza Express. Who's Mrs. Ingle? She's not in it, <laughs> except for that. I just don't recognize that name. No, and I don't either. But we remember how you notice how that we're in the part where we leave and go. Claudia's dressed like the rain. That we. What are you doing? <sighs> okay. We're leaving now. What is she, how is she dressed like the rain? Let me explain. <laughs> Claudia dresses like an artist, at least the way I think an artist should dress, right. putting unique outfits together every day. She'd painted raindrops down each of her legs. Mm. Over the jeans, she wore a long white shirt and a gray vest. The vest had little umbrellas painted all over it. For earrings, she was wearing paper parasols attached to gold chains. The raindrops are for every man that she's murdered. Oh, I hear they do that in prison. It's a tear for every man that she's murdered. And that's something VBE has decided as well. Yeah. It's like Marianne is hearing the telltale heart in her basement because she killed one man, and it's like typical of Marianne. Meanwhile, Claudia is like... It's just like a hum to Claudia. (laughs) It's a flood. It's like tinnitus. She just always hears it. Intense. A cacophony of heartbeats. Yes. Yeah. Um, what we are doing and what we love to do is to leave. Oh, and Mrs. Engel's uh, mommy. Lisa is mommy. Lisa. Lisa Engel. And that's who yes. that is. Wait, it is Lisa. You yeah. knew that. It's Lisa. No, I just figured it out. It's Lisa from the Little Sister books. Subscribe to our Patreon. I'm not familiar with her as Mrs. Engel. Right. Please refer to her as mommy. Great. And you would know that if you subscribe to our Patreon, which you can do at. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It is only $5 a month and you get a whole new show about the Little Sister books where we go into detail about who Mrs. Engel is. Mommy. Uh, we also have new merch up on the store. You must buy it. It's so Bit. good. Bit.ly slash BSCC merch is beautiful. There's a wine crime shirt designed by Non-listener. known associate <laughs> Shayna Brewer. Non-listener Shayna Brewer. Uh, there's a wine crime shirt. There is a burn the patriarchy shirt. They're both gorgeous. We also still have, for the time being, our B theory shirt. And oh, we should warn them. Ghostwriter shirt. And bread theory shirt is on its last printing. Yeah. So get it while it's still available. If you want the bread theory shirt? Get it now because it's on its last printing. And what I would like to say to you now is that this week we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 34, Marianne and the Haunted Bookstore. 
Next week, we're going to be reading a book cover designed by Ed Acuna. Don't know the ghostwriter yet, but if it's by Ellen Miles, it's going to be the muffled sound of somebody writing from behind a brick wall. It yep. is called Babysitter's Club number 35, Abby and the Notorious Neighbor. Okay. And it's Biggie. Oh, it's Biggie. <laughs> he moved to the he moved to the suburbs. Um, this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Daniel Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your center, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's room of the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been Invented. You ever notice that our names don't have the same sort of like vowel phonemes? Yours is ah, ah, eh, eh, and mm-hmm. mine is ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, ah, uh, 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 It sounds like <laughs> ee. <laughs> sounds like a drunk person trying to walk. Ah, 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 Because yours is just so ah, ah, uh, uh, and mine is always like. Oh, ee, ee, so, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Bye, bye. That was a headgum podcast.